0: Welcome to a Life of Choice podcast, the podcast that helps you shift and broaden your perspective to get more out of life. I'm your host, Robin McCaig. So let's get started. Welcome to 2021 and a new season of a Life of Choice podcasting. I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm hoping that you had some time for rest and rejuvenation, even though maybe you weren't traveling or doing some of the things that we normally do over the holidays. There was a real sense of fatigue. And I saw people that were having trouble with adrenals and foggy thinking and all these different things because of spending so much time on zoom not getting basic nurturing needs met and a lot of things that we normally have during that time, I found it a bit stressful myself and realized I really needed to sit back and do some extra nurturing and self-care for myself because of not being able to be with family and friends in person. And there were a lot of great connections over Zoom. And at the same time, it's not quite the same, but we still did dancing and having fun, playing games, connecting, talking about different parts of our year, both the sadness and the joys, and how it was different, and what we took away. And then I did some processes over the last few days to think about the actual release and the stepping into the 2021, what that looks like, and what I want to focus on knowing that we have to build in flexibility. The predictions are that things will start to open up more around the spring. And I listened to an interesting session with an astrologer and a medium psychic, and they were talking about January still being very challenging and I'm in Canada, so we don't have that change in government in the US. They may be having some challenges around that. And so it's a time to really stay calm and grounded and connected to who we are and our values and what's important to us and be able to not be pulled and fall into the drama of what may happen or may not happen. The other thing is the shift in energy, we're into a new 20 year cycle and a new 200 year cycle. So it's a big shift that's coming. And it's been coming for a while. And you've probably heard about the age of Aquarius and some of those things shifting. And so there is more of a shift towards shifting our vibration, there's going to be more consciousness around that. And for myself, I feel really grateful around that as I teach that and stepping into the level two class, which is our shamanic level, which I'll be teaching shortly. My level one class that helps to shift your vibration, the equivalent of seven years of training in Tibet, the next one starts January tenth, And so if you're interested, you can reach out. But I really wanted to talk about today is not only that process of looking at our past year and, you know, bringing what we did like out of it because there's always some learning and letting go of what we no longer need. And that's a process I do usually around my birthday as well. So in numerology, we're into a five year. And that's a lot around freedom. So freedom around who you are, what you do, culture, identity, It could mean some more physical freedom that we haven't had. So looking at those places in your life, what are the areas of freedom that are important to you? And also looking at your personal year. I usually look at it from your birthday, though the influence starts to come in several months before that. So you may be feeling a shift in the energy. And so if you do do vision boards, for example, You may choose to do one near the beginning of the year, or you may choose to do one closer to your birthday. Or you may do an adjustment at either of those times. So there's flexibility in these things. And just check into yourself what feels right for you, what feels good, what what feels in alignment with who you are and your beliefs and values. So I know that there's been a lot of media around resolutions and why they don't work and i still think even though you might not want to do a resolution or reframe the revolution always it's a life of choice right where we choose differently and at the same time there's some benefit in having that review and what do i want for my coming year always with that intentionality and reviewing that frequently annually, quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily, with different focuses. So, for example, you might have that big picture and then you get into the smaller things and especially with your daily, like what is that intention? What is it that you're going to put your attention on and your intention towards what you're moving towards and living that is in alignment with what's going on for you. So I really love this analogy. I was reading in a book recently about the analogy of Sisyphus, who attempted to push the boulder up the hill and didn't get anywhere. And that's kind of like our self-sabotage that happens when we do resolutions from that place of, I just have to do it. You know, I just have to cut out the carbs, and I just have to get to the gym every day without any connection to who we are, what our motivators are, and what's important to us. And so what happens is we create self-sabotage. And the thing is, we do this ourselves. And so it's really important to look at why is that? What is that part of me that does that? And the quote that they had in the book was that only 20% achieve true potential. And so it's really about what are the actual steps? What are the actions? What's going to keep me going to actually create what I want? And the research does show the more that we add things in rather than take things away, the more successful it's going to be. So, for example, when I did the Wild Fit program, there was the whole psychology around eating. So that was taken into account. And there's other programs out there that look at what are we adding in. So for me, it's like really focusing on adding in the gratitude and those different things that shift our vibration, shift our mindset, shift what we focus on, Before we actually get into all the details because we need to connect with ourselves, what motivates us. So the motivational map process to find out what are your top three motivators that account for 60 to 70% of your behaviors. And when you can tap into those, they're going to propel you forward toward towards what you do want. And then finding out who we are through the Enneagram. So I know that, If relationship is really important to me that maybe I need a buddy or, you know, if I'm doing it with someone that's really important or if it's around another part of my personality, I can focus it towards that so I have more connection to it because the more feeling we have towards it, the more connection, the more alignment, the more we're going to want to be able to do it. And there's always that kindness and compassion of when we are not perfect, to not let go of everything. That can be our tendency. Well, I didn't do it right, or I didn't do it yesterday. So I'm just going to give up. Rather than being like the toddler who learns to walk, they fall down, they pick themselves up, and they keep going. And that's what we really have to focus on. This is one thing. It didn't happen. So looking at what were the triggers for that, to actually look behind the behavior, to see what is it. And so, for example, with the Enneagram work, it could be shadow work to see, is it the controller? Is it some part of you that you have not acknowledged that is, in your subconscious sabotaging you? Or is it an inner child thing? From my psychology conflict resolution area, where we look at is that child sabotaging because they're too scared? Did something happen in the past that made them think they just can't do it, that they're not worthy? whatever it is for that individual, because we're all unique. And so it's going to be specific to you. So I find a lot of people will join different programs, different things at the beginning of the year, even the gym. And then it falls by the wayside because it's not connecting to who they are and what's specific to them. So it's really important to have that personal awareness so that you can connect what you want And it's not all about the doing, right? It's about who we're being, what do we want? So making that as important as the action, because the yin has to come before the yang. We have to have that receptivity, that understanding, that awareness, and that attachment to what's important before we actually step out into the action. Because the action will only happen without that for a short time. And then it's just not going to happen because there's there's nothing propelling you forward to do that. And in fact, it may actually stop you from doing it in the future. Because you've had this experience where it wasn't successful. So why even try so we can get into that victim mode. And that's why we don't use the word try as much as possible. Because if we try, do we actually do it? So if you got a resolution that says, oh, I'm going to try to go to the gym. Well, there's nothing actionable there. And trying means you may or may not. It gives you that back door where you can just scoot out because, well, I really wasn't that committed anyway. So really knowing who you are so that you can commit to something. And it's kind of interesting in a five year, are there things that are going to come up to trigger you around committing, because you want to have more freedom. And especially if you're a type seven in the Enneagram, which is really wanting that freedom and continue to want choice in everything that they do. And that's my wing. (laughs) So I understand that I can go into the FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out. And I've really had to cut that back because it takes up time, money, resources that could be used towards something more beneficial. So it's learning to understand where it's coming from. And, to breathe through that, to use different techniques, to make friends with that part of myself, to acknowledge it, be kind with myself and compassionate. And especially in this past year where travel, which is something that I love, really didn't happen. I did get away for one short trip to Whistler, which is local, two hour drive. So it was accessible Only locals were allowed, and it was great to be in nature. So that took care of that part for a little bit, and I still had a bigger plan that didn't happen, and so there was some disappointment there, and I really had to look from that different perspective and reframe it. It's like, this is only temporary, and I think for people that really – freedom is so important, realizing how is that helping? You know, maybe I'm staying put because I'm helping to keep others healthy and safe. I'm keeping myself, my family, who's ever in my bubble, I'm keeping them safe and healthy. And this is temporary. I know that I will be able to travel or will be able to do this, whatever it is for you in the future. So those are some thoughts today around starting the new year and the other thing is picking a word for the year. Some people like a phrase, some people like a word. I'm finding I like the simplicity of a word and it may be worthwhile to look at if you're especially if you're self-employed, it could be if you're work corporately as well but a word for your business or your work life and one for your personal life in the sense that there may be uh, different things that you want to focus on, though you do want them to be congruent with each other. And so I just finished that process this morning. And for my business, I chose Thrive. And for my personal, I chose Love. And I see those working together very synchronistically, because thriving not only is about financial, but it's also about self love, it's about compassion, it's about self care. It's about having my clients and students thrive. There's harmony within that partnerships, there's so many things that thrive means to me. That encompasses everything. And with love, it's simply that basic need that we all have. And when I look from that perspective of what would love do, how can I show more love in the situation? It keeps me out of judgment, it keeps me out of going to the places of wanting things to be different, of being more present and being more kind, compassionate, both to myself and others. And that's what I want to express. That's what I want to bring out in vibration, because that's really the core of everything is if we don't love ourselves, then how can we be in relationship, either in our personal or professional life, in a way that is congruent and healthy? So I will leave you with those thoughts, and I would love to hear if you have chosen a word and what that is, or if you've chosen two words. So have a great week, and I will see you again soon. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed listening, please rate and recommend the show on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.